Hello and welcome to Spine Chillers and Serial Killers. I'm Emma. I'm Tash. And I'm Becky. Hi. Hi. How's everyone this week? I think we should avoid that question at all costs. Okay, let's yeah. move on from that. <laughs> Personally, I'd like to give a shout out to Jason, uh, a new follower on Instagram, who reached out to what me. What did he reach out to you about, Tash? Tell us. <laughs> High five, guys. High five. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've received multiple messages about this. Um, and a comment from my mum. So that's fun. Oh. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny whether the conversation last week was true or not. So It was definitely true. Shall we just leave it at that? <laughs> <laughs> but I'd like to say thank you for Jason yeah. for following us and enjoying our podcast. And we hope you continue to enjoy it. Absolutely. We love hearing from you. Um, and especially when it's someone saying that they like the podcast. Yay. Yeah, that's the best ones. It well, really to be honest, is. we haven't had any bad ones yet. So that's a good thing, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Julie. Julie on Facebook. <laughs> Thank you for your lovely, lovely message. It really, uh, really made me smile. So I'm so glad you're enjoying it. So thanks for that. Yeah, we've got a lot of time for Julie. And um, yeah, we love hearing from you. So if anyone else wants to reach out, uh, we'll happily give you a little yeah, shout out. Always, well. always give you a shout out. And we always respond as well, because we're just polite. Yeah, well raised. <laughs> <laughs> we are polite <laughs> so um yeah facebook you just tap in um spine chillers and serial killers podcast and the page is there so feel free if you want to follow us there instagram is scsk underscore podcast that's also our twitter and our tiktok um tiktok account that's right yes thank yeah. you emma You're welcome and if you have any hometown <laughs> hometown murder stories or any ghost stories or any creepy stories in any way or anything that's interesting, please send them in to us to our email address at g- chillers.killers.pod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Fab. Yeah. So Becky's got COVID. Yeah. So that's why Becky sounds poorly. Yeah. I'm, yeah. So I'm sorry of how my voice probably sounds it probably sounds a little worse than usual i don't think you should apologize i think it's pretty impressive that you're actually recording a podcast with covid go you yeah go for you because uh, i mean i mean look at tash she got she, she, she only wouldn't. got glandular fever and she was like off for three weeks so i was like bye guys yeah, such a slacker <laughs> me done yeah <laughs> oh i'm only joking I was really annoyed about, I mean, luckily I haven't got too bad of symptoms. A lot of people are a lot worse off than me. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> See, look, just coughed. Oh. Um, just a little, just oh, yeah. little cough for sympathy. A little cough in yeah. there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just for effect. No, just for, yeah, just for a bit of sympathy. Speaking of sympathy, I thought, right, two kids, two out of the three children have got COVID and they've given it to me. I've got COVID. I'm probably going to get a bit of a relax, maybe, you know, treated by my husband. He can do all the cooking, all the cleaning, all the all the good things, right? Well, he managed to do that, what, when was this? 
Yeah, so for one evening, so he was at work that day when I got my um, COVID. <laughs> you got an evening off. I got, I got an evening <laughs> off, one evening. And um, then the next day he woke up, got baby up, uh, went to get a bottle and coughed and did his back in. What, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he coughed? Yeah, in. such a weak person. Yeah, no. he, he'd hurt his back at, at work a little bit. And then I think because he got up, and muscles must have been cold or whatever, and holding a two-year-old in his arms, um, it just completely froze up. So I had two p- children with COVID, a two-year-old, me with COVID, and a husband that could not get out of bed because he's done his back in. Was it that bad? Well, yeah, he couldn't move. He can oh, kind of nice. move today, but yeah, uh, it wasn't fun. So I had... Oh, no. I was so annoyed because I was like... Yeah, I would have been pissed off. I said to him, you've had to have done that today. I said, have you done it on purpose? Honestly. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little bit annoyed at him right now. Yeah. Imagine me. Oh, he didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> but you're so I know nice. He I'm did, like, um... yeah, he did. It's a lie. It's not true. No, it's because I'm that little bit, um, I think I'm more near Noelle's age than you guys. So we're that little bit older. And honestly, when your back goes, it's so sensitive that you can put it out yeah, with a cough. Yeah, but you don't it cough happens. and it goes. Be it hey, does. That sort of thing. I mean, I have complete, I completely sympathise that he's got a backache, but why this week? Yeah, that's a mistake. Why this week? I wanted a little bit of pampering, a little bit of, oh, I'll sit in my bedroom because I don't want to infect you with COVID. But no, I had three children plus a baby man that couldn't get out of bed and that I had to bring food to and... Then he spilt food in the bed. No, so when he I went didn't. to bed, there was crumbs in there. No, not crumbs in oh. the bed. It was a nightmare. Yeah. And what did we have to for dinner? Because I'd already made it the day before. We had fucking curry. And then the bedroom smelled of curry. <laughs> oh, no. So I had to get him to roll, kind of roll over so I f- febrezed everything because I wasn't going to sleep in a curry bed. Oh, you're literally rolling oh. him over. <laughs> no, I didn't make him roll. He kind of like. <laughs> painfully scooted he didn't he didn't roll (laughs) (laughs) wow but no i was i was um i had to bring him because he's not allowed anything with um anti-inflammatories in in case he gets covid from me or one of the kids so he could only have painkillers because apparently anti-inflammatories can make covid worse do you know what just fuck covid now enough yeah yeah yeah. And just fuck everything, yeah, really. So I'm kind of, I kind of feel good because I'm kind of hopefully going to be all right for a while. I mean, I know that people can get it twice, but, you know. But how depressing is that, that that's what we then think? Oh, I'll be all right because I've just had it. So I'll now be all right for six months. Mm. Like that in itself is depressing, isn't it? I tell you what's depressing yeah. is that we're still going through a global pandemic and now we're facing World War Three. That's fucking depressing. Oh, I can't even think about it. No, I'm the same. I'm the Mm. same. And, uh, yeah. I, like, I literally turn the news off when it comes on. I know that's really bad and I probably should listen to it. No, no, you... I mainly turn it off, like, because I don't want the children hearing about it. No, 100%. But but also, I just find it a little bit scary. It's terrifying. There's... Anyway, we're not a political podcast, but can't we just... 
like all get along hey wouldn't that be nice yeah no it would be really nice you know i saw um i was in therapy once and um the therapist actually explained to me that our brains aren't actually made to cope with this much information so you turning off the news is absolutely the right thing to do tash because our little you know primitive brains are made to worry about what's happening in your village you know that's yeah. it. We're not supposed to be worrying about what's happening on the other side of the world. And this is why we've got so many people that have no. uh, mental health issues, depression, you know. It's because we're just getting this information overload constantly thrown at us and we can't cope with it. It's just non-stop, isn't it? Like, it's one thing, like, it's just one thing after the next. And it's everything it? that can frighten, you know, well, it does, it frightens you. So, and then your yeah. stress heightens and... Yeah, it's just no good for anybody. So, yeah, the best thing you can do, turn it off. Is listen to a podcast about serial killers and ghosts. Exactly. Because that's not scary. No. No. (laughs) We're not going (laughs) to heighten your stress. I turned off the news when it all kicked off. I had to turn it off and then I watched a murder documentary and I was like, I feel so much better better now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Off to sleep. So, now. can we? I was. Um, go, oh, go on, Tash. Yeah, go no, on. No, you go. No, please, you continue. No, you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're so. Funny. It's like when you're, you know, you're walking through a door and you can't decide which way you're gonna go. You're like, no, no, please, you, please, no, no. It's like honestly, I am. So- We're so <laughs> English. No, honestly, you go. It's fine. No, you go. No, you go. Yeah. <laughs> you go, Tash. I was. Um, I was talking to a friend earlier and I was um I was like, Oh, saying, Oh, have you ever done a um High five during sex? <laughs> no, I didn't question that person about that. <laughs> I said, Have you ever done a panic room? Are they like the escape room games? Yeah, I think I actually used the word escape room, not sure why I'm calling it panic room right now, but I think I think it could be called both things. Um, and they were like, yeah, I have done one, but it wasn't all that. And I said, I really want to do one, but I want to do it, like, in the style of, like, Saw. So, like... Oh, my God. I want to okay. feel like I'm going to be killed. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me, but... I think that would be really fun. <laughs> that sounds like the complete Listen, opposite. Listen, I don't only want to be cut, shut into a room. I want to be murdered if I can't get out. <laughs> like, I don't actually want to die. This isn't like a suicide thing. But, like... Um, All the serial killers listening to this podcast, and their ears just pricked up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't you think, like... Be, there's something about being terrified, don't you think it's fun? It's like an adrenaline rush, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, not about being murdered in some really <laughs> fucked up way. <laughs> you know, maybe oh. some creepy dude's going to jump out at me. Ooh, yeah, that's scary. Not like... Ooh, yeah, but it's not true, is it? You're not really going to be murdered. Oh, I don't know, Tash. Oh, how do you know? <laughs> God, that would be, oh. if, you, if you wanted to be a, like, a real, you know, a serial killer, that would be a good way to go about it, wouldn't it? You'd set up yeah, your Yeah, it little, really would, wouldn't you'd it? Set up your little and you just get people room. to sign a waiver. Yeah, yeah. And they just mysteriously disappear. 
Yeah. They signed a waiver. They knew they could die. It's and and the way that they cover it up is they sell tickets for weird people to mm. watch and then for loads of money and then you're a millionaire. That's a well. show, isn't it? That's a film. What's that film called? Is it like Paradise Island or well, Squid like that? Game is similar, but um Yeah. I think that's a few Well, I mean, like the Hunger Games is basically that, that, isn't it? It is, yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) we're now 14 minutes into the podcast and I've yet to actually start a story. (laughs) Is this another thing that I'm never going to live down? What? (laughs) No. 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 I'm racking them up, though, aren't I? I'm getting there. Yeah, you and Becky are. I feel like I'm the sensible one of of the three. But that being said, oh, that's what I was going to say earlier when we were being very British about you go, I go, you go, I go. I was going to say that new series on Netflix, I don't even know if it's new. I just found it. What was it called? Brand new cherry flavor. Brand new cherry brandy, isn't it? Or No, I think you're right, actually. No, it's brand new cherry flavor. Yeah, what yeah, the yeah. fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me. I haven't had a chance to see it. Don't give any stuff away. I had seen it previously, like ages ago. I think it's. I think it came out last year, and I watched it, and I don't remember being that shocked by it. I was literally. I felt dirty watching it. I don't know. It was just so. It just made me. So the bit you mean, I actually saw somebody on TikTok post about it yesterday, which is really weird that you brought it up. And were they uncomfortable? Because yeah, like, yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? They were really uncomfortable. So then I rewatched it because I couldn't remember what it His was. His whole arm, Tash. Like, oh, yeah. His whole arm. <laughs> yeah, it was a it lot. It wasn't <laughs> just like fing- fingers, which would have been bad enough. It <laughs> went up to his elbow. <laughs> yeah, that's far, Guys, isn't it? Go on Netflix yeah. and watch the series Brand New Cherry Flavour. The specific part we're talking about is episode four, and it's about 35 minutes But the whole in. series is just weird. I mean... She, I mean, that's it's the, so the things weird. that she pukes up. What? It made oh, it, yeah. it made me feel yeah. like I didn't want to touch any of my cats. I was just like, I, I didn't like it. Yeah. So Becky, you need to watch it. Yeah, I will do. I'll get on that in my week of quarantine. Yeah, it's definitely not something to watch. Oh, definitely the children, not. So they're about like. Have your headphones in and don't let okay. them watch it. I'll lock the children in the basement. Absolutely not child friendly. I don't think it's adult friendly, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I'm starting, aren't I? Talking about uncomfortable. Yes. So, because it's our 20th episode, yeah. we're doing a li- the old switcheroo. And I hope we are, otherwise we're going to end up with two murder stories if we've misunderstood each other. <laughs> yeah, with mine though, with the whole having COVID, mine is um, a Reddit story. So we're going to have another one of them. I'm sorry, stories. I just didn't. 
I, I did find something that I wanted to do, but I really think you should do it and you should, you'll be a lot better. If not, if we ever do this again, I'll keep it for that. So I won't tell you what it is. But if you ever do do it, I'll be like, that's the one that I was going to do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'll obviously put a trigger warning in the description. I am going to be talking about some pretty fucked up stuff. I'm going to be talking (laughs) about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But you've got to give people, you know, trigger warnings these days. Well, the whole podcast is a trigger warning. Don't watch this if you're triggered by stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so trigger warning. Uh, Child abuse, animal abuse, and child death. Okay. I think I've got a good guess. Just from your trigger warning, I think I have a good guess of who it might be. But I'm going to let you start, and I'll be honest whether I guess right or not. Okay. So I'm going to talk about a guy and he's a complete and utter monster. Um, not a serial killer, but... Oh, actually, how many is it to be a serial killer, Becky? It has to be th- uh, over two, three, three and... Oh, three is that plus. it? Yeah. Oh. So he is a serial killer and, yeah, he is a nasty, evil man called Stephen Pladel. Oh, no. I guess wrong. You yeah. guessed wrong. Who did you think I was going to? I talk thought you were going to do Dama. You've mentioned no, him a few times. Oh no, I would never do. Like I, I'll leave that to the expert. Bex. <laughs> <laughs> so have you heard of Stephen Pladel? No. This story is fucked up. In 1995, Alyssa, just your normal teenager, she lives in San. Antonio, Texas, and she met Stephen online. Stephen at the time was 20. She's 15. Okay. Okay, okay I was a little bit... He's a pervert. He's a perv. Yeah. Yeah, it's not It's not right, is it? No. Uh, they start chatting. I don't know, what was it back in 1995? Would it be an MSN messenger or... Oh, no, well before that. I'm Surely it was just email. No, there would have been chat rooms and stuff. They wouldn't have just met by email, would they? Well, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe there was like chat rooms. I don't really know. I think chat rooms have existed for quite a long time. So they met online and they started chatting and she obviously thought, oh, this is really cool, you know, a 20-year-old guy who's interested in me, as you do when you're 15 and really naive. Yeah. And he was just, yeah, a weird 20-year-old who had a fetish for children, apparently. So they arranged to meet up. Uh, so he hopped on a plane and came to see Alyssa. Um, which... Who is going on a plane to see anyone? Stephen Like, Bailey. I think I'm a pretty cool person, right? But I'm not expecting anyone to travel more than like half an hour, 45 minutes to come see me. And I wouldn't... Well, he hopped on a plane. Yeah, that's, that's a trigger warning right there. That's a massive red flag. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, like, her parents, right? So... We've got girls just imagining when they get to teenage years and they yeah. go, oh, you know, my boyfriend's coming. He's 20. I've never met him before, but he's just j- jumped on a plane. So weird. I think he lived in, in New York at the time. I think I might be wrong. Don't That's quote so me on weird. that. I'd be like, uh, no, you're fucking not. <laughs> Did your parents and, know uh, then? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. They knew. 
They weren't, like, for it, but they didn't stop them meeting up. So, anyway, the two Maybe there's met an element up. of... Maybe there's, there was an element of, well, they're going to do it anyway, so maybe let's let, like, we want it to be in a in controlled environment. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what? I think you've probably just summed up this entire story because it's just full of people that are like, do you know what? They're going to do it anyway, so let's support them. But, yeah, it's not always the best I'm not saying it's route. a good idea, and I don't think I would want to do that, but, you know... That's probably where they're coming yeah. from. You're right. So, predictably, the two fell in love and Elisa ran away and moved to New York to be with Stephen. Oh. So, she's now fallen out with her parents, completely yeah. estranged from her parents. They were not okay with her doing this. Yeah. So, as you can imagine. So, a year, a year later, Elisa uh, falls pregnant with her first baby. Of course she does. At the age of 16. And then she gives birth at the age of 17 to a little baby daughter that they call yeah. baby Denise. So she's called Denise, the little baby. Oh, okay. So Stephen never really bonded with the baby. And in fact, he became, over time, more and more abusive towards her. Like to the baby? When she cried to the baby, yeah. He pinch her so hard that he left bruise like bruises all over her who body who the fuck is pinching a baby Stephen Pladel I told you he's a fucking he's a fucking monster so he pinches her all over her body leaves all these horrible bruise marks she's black and blue this poor little baby mm. and then when she wouldn't stop crying and when Elisa couldn't get her to stop crying he would actually get the baby and put her in a cooler do you know what I mean? Like the, the cool boxes. You know, like what? when you go on a picnic, you take your That's cold. That's madness. So he'd put this baby in the cooler and he wouldn't let Elisa get to the cooler at all. And he'd wait till the very last minute before this baby suffocated, before letting Elisa get the baby out. He's a piece of shit. Is he abusive to her as well or manipulative? Yeah. Yes, because you'd leave after that, surely. So he must be. I'll get to that. He's he's just generally not a nice guy, not a stable guy. Mm. So Elisa would then grab her baby um, and go and shut herself in the bedroom, cradle the baby, apologise that her life is so horrible. I mean, you know, she's 17 at the end of the day. She, you know. Well, she's a child. Yeah, it's a lot being a mum at 17 anyway. Yeah. But having this guy abusing your baby, just horrendous. Horrendous, yeah. So she eventually decides that the best thing that she can do for her daughter is to give her up for adoption. So oh, she asks her. Stephen, and Stephen doesn't really give a shit. So that's what happens. She puts the little girl up for adoption. Oh, she 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 does this completely to protect to protect her yeah. you know she doesn't want to give her baby up but she also thinks eventually Stephen's going to kill her yeah. so best thing to do um so she gets adopted really quickly and she's adopted by Kelly and Anthony Fusco and she lived happily and had a very nice life with them in New York and they've renamed her Katie Aww. So she, little baby Denise, is now called Katie Fusco. 
So Alyssa didn't admit to the reason of the adoption. She just said she was too young and suffering from depression. Um, she was too afraid of Stephen to tell the truth. So she's estranged from her family. She's heartbroken over the loss of her baby. And she just feels completely lost. So what does she do? She stays with Stephen. Yeah. Bless her. In 2006, they got married. And oh God, eventually... So like 10 years on? Yeah. Wow. And they have two more daughters together. And they move and settle down in Richmond, Virginia. Okay. Elisa thought that they were both older now and hoped that Stephen would not react the same with the other children. And although he was in no way dad of the year, he didn't abuse the kids the same as he had done with baby Denise. Or, as she's now known, Katie. Right. Even though Alyssa said he was very angry and a very violent person, he'd throw furniture and punch holes in the walls, he never actually physically abused the kids. She recalls one time her three-year-old daughter had wet herself. He basically just berated her for doing this and then just stuck her in the bath in her pea-soaked clothes and left her there until her mum got home from work. So she was th- this little three-year-old was freezing cold in wet clothes. What a piece of Just shit. stood in the bath. Yeah, waiting for her mum to come home from work. It takes two seconds to strip her off and quickly... No, he was oh. having none of it. I think so. When they're three, they're still so tiny, aren't they? I know, three's, three's a baby. Like, three-year-olds wet themselves. Like, that's not unreasonable. Yeah, it's normal. No, of course not. So Elisa comes home from work and she just hears this little voice call out for her. Can I get out now, please, mummy? And then Elisa obviously went up and sorted her out and cleaned her up and stuff. But um, you see, because Stephen wasn't only violent and abusive, but he also couldn't hold down a job. So it was mainly Elisa, Alyssa that was providing for the family and workable, working multiple yeah, jobs. So this guy's literally like useless. Yeah, deadbeat dad. Absolutely. One of their daughters was on the autism spectrum and Stephen would often refer to her using the R word. Oh, for God's sake. So, yeah. So, even though he's not, like, sexually abusing them or beating them, he's still not a very nice guy. Yeah, he's not a nice guy. So, one day, a neighbourhood cat wandered into their garage and Stephen beat the cat to death with his bare hands. And disposed of it in a rubbish bin just because he didn't like cats. Just shoo it away. Like, Jesus. That's literally all you have to do with a cat, isn't it? Psh, psh. And it goes. You just, yeah, if you just kind of walk towards it too fast, it'd be like, oh, well, okay, bye. No. What a twat. You got a hold of it and beat it to death. Poor thing. Okay, so probably like me, you'd be thinking, why would Elisa not just leave, right? Well, he'd threatened her that if she ever left, he would blow his brains out and record it and find a way to get the video to her. Because, yeah, as if he didn't have enough going for him, he has a great love of guns. That has to be the worst threat that anyone could ever do to anyone. I mean, maybe not the worst, but that is so manipulative and horrible. If you're going to go and commit suicide, just fucking go and do it. I don't want anyone to do that. But don't pin it on somebody. No, it, you, Let her you live don't her say. life. That's fucking shit. No, 
and especially the I'll make sure to record it and find a way oh, of getting the video to you. Absolute piece of poo on my shoe. He is absolute. Shit. <laughs> he is poo on your shoe. <laughs> so he's got f- five guns in total. That's an unnecessary amount. You haven't got five hands. Yeah, you don't need that many guns. And so you know, let's just summarize. He abuses children. Kills animals, he's abusive and violent, manipulative, and he's got five guns. But America has to hold themselves accountable for that because it shouldn't be that easy to get guns. But he has all of these guns legally, he's got no criminal record. Well, suppose not. Still ridiculous. Uh, uh, what, what type of guns are they? Are they like semi automatics or. I know one of them's an assault rifle. I don't know what the entire collection is. Oh, I don't know enough about guns. I don't know what an assault rifle is. Neither do I, but <laughs> I know he's got one. <laughs> okay. But yeah. Look at Becky the pro. What kind of guns are they? <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, it's more like the. there's no need at all for someone to have semi-automatic weapons at home because they just blow people apart. That's what um, that dude, that that dickhead, that, uh, you know, the Sandy Hook shootings, that's what he used. And he just, he just blows people apart. It doesn't kill, you know, it, it completely destroys you rather than just putting a bullet in you. They're just unnecessary weapons and that no one should be able to own them unless you're in the army or something. It's not Yeah. Agreed. Uh yeah. I mean all for if if ever if Americans love their that their um you know, their it's a different culture, isn't it? I mean we haven't grown up around them, so we don't see the point in guns. They're at the point though now where if they make guns illegal, the only people that's gonna have guns are the people that have guns illegally. So yeah. that's where they're at. But yeah, this is not something that we'll we'll ever understand as as tea loving Brits. It just makes it easy to kill people, yeah. and people are like oh no, people kill people. If I want to kill someone and I had to beat them or stab them, I probably wouldn't be able to do it. Whereas if I had a gun, I'd just go poof, and that's it. Yeah, just makes it so easy. Right, that's the gun lesson for today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just assuming the murder has something to do with guns. One of them five, probably. (laughs) Well, probably the only one I know, which is the assault rifle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kind of gave it away. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, he's absolutely allowed to have five guns. There's nothing illegal there, but I think we can all agree it's a bad mix. No. In August of 2015, Katie Fusco, so baby Denise... So she reaches 18 and she tracks down her birth parents on Facebook. No! Don't do it, Mm -hmm. Katie. So she starts talking to Alyssa and they agree to meet in June of 2016. At the time, Alyssa and Stephen were still together, but they were planning to separate and they were sleeping in separate bedrooms. So Alyssa, of course, she's overjoyed to finally get some news of her firstborn and to see all the similarities they both share. And, you know, it's just a really lovely family reunion. However, it would very shortly turn into a nightmare. And to be honest with you, the 
the speed that this goes downhill is, is shocking. So, in a strange turn of events, Katie decided that she's not going to go to college. So, Katie is uh, really creative. She's really into art. And that's what she was going to do. She was going to go to college and do, a, I don't know, an art degree. Yeah. Oh, I know what she was going to do. And it's I've gone blank. She was going to be uh, a digital designer. Graphic I think. design. I think it was a digital design or something like that. But that's what she, you know, that had always been her plan. She loves to, she loves art. She's an artist. She needs to draw. And then she meets her her birth parents. And then all of a sudden she just like decides she's not going to go to college. And instead she's, she's going to move in with Elisa and Stephen and her two younger sisters. Oh dear. That's weird. It is a little bit odd. It's weird. So... Yeah, like, she's I don't know about that. Life, like... No, and she just drops everything and she moves in with them. Yeah. I wonder if it's them um, things where you sort of like, she had an image of how it was going to be in her head and like meeting her birth, birth parents and how good it was going to be. And I wonder if it was something like that. It was weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure, you know, every kid that knows they're adopted goes through the same thing but i don't know i just felt like moving in with them straight away was strange yeah her adoptive parents were not okay with this but they just decided to support her with her choices because they didn't want to like create a rift between the two they didn't want to push her away further so they were just like you know you've got to do what you want to do so she moves in Mm. steven's attitude towards katie is weird so she moves in and all of a sudden he's shaved his beard off. Uh, oh, he starts no. wearing all these trendy clothes like the tight t-shirts and the skinny jeans. He's letting his hair grow. He's trying to make himself look younger. What a creep. If my maths are right, he was around 40 at this point. So Katie's 18, he's 40. Okay. So, But Katie is his daughter, his biological daughter. Yeah, Katie is his biological daughter. And because um, Alyssa stayed with Stephen, their two children are her biological sisters, full sisters. Yeah. Okay? So Katie and Stephen would spend their days together and Alyssa was getting a little bit worried about how close they were getting and she eventually told Katie about all the, the abuse that she suffered as a baby at the hands of Stephen but Katie didn't actually seem to be that bothered. Oh, I think that's a bit messed up. I don't know that she should have told her that. Well, she did, and Katie didn't seem to care. And she just continued to get closer and closer to her biological father. Nice. Oh, it's not going to be one of them awful stories where they, where people that, like parents and kids, they kind of fall in love with each other if they haven't grown up together. Hmm. Oh, no! He was... Oh, I hope it isn't. He was at this point even sleeping in her bedroom at night. Oh, no. He was sleeping in Katie's bedroom. Yeah. I wonder if Alyssa was thinking as well, well, she's a lot younger. I know that she's 18, but she's only two years older than, no, three years older than what she was when they met. Yeah. Alyssa at this point isn't really thinking anything sordid. She's just thinking this is just a bit strange. And when she confronts Stephen about it, Stephen just tells her to, you know, basically fuck off and mind your own business. Because at the end of the day, 
you know, they're getting separated. So whatever he does is really none of her concern. So, yeah. But yeah, yeah. he's now sleeping apparently on the floor in her bedroom. Right. I don't know if it was a case of because Alyssa and Stephen weren't sharing a room and then Katie moved in, there weren't enough rooms, so he just slept on the floor of her room. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say because that's a really weird setup. It's a mm. bit odd. So Alyssa and Stephen divorced in March of 2017 and she moved out with her two younger daughters. Katie decided to stay with her father. Alyssa shared custody of the two younger daughters with Stephen. But what she didn't know is that Katie and Stephen had started an incestuous relationship behind her back. Fucking knew it. Oh, no. It's so weird though, isn't it? It's it's definitely weird. And that when the two younger siblings came to stay, Stephen started asking them to think of Katie as their stepmom oh, and not their sister. Oh, Jesus. So in May 2017, Stephen rings Alyssa and says, you're going to come and have to get our 12-year-old. The, the daughter's names aren't in anywhere, so... You're going to have to come and get the eldest. She's she's misbehaving and whatnot. So Elisa comes round and she picks up the... Well, she probably picks them both up. And he hands her her eldest daughter's diary when, when her daughter's not looking. You know, he's like, here you go. And Elisa reads her daughter's diary, which, you know, don't do that. Don't, Why did you give it to know. her? That was just like, oh, yeah, come and look what we've been doing. No. So he, he, Stephen, has given his daughter's diary back to her mum, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And her mum has, like, discreetly kept it and read it. Okay. And she was horrified by what she discovered. It read, Katie is pregnant. Dad says they feel like couples. Did they get a little too drunk that night? My dad is a slut. He's Satan. He's fucking Satan. He'll go to hell, but he won't be the one getting tortured. He'll be the one torturing people. Oh, my God. Then she said, and this is like... A 12-year-old. 12-year-old, yeah. Oh, I thought it was Katie's diary. That's why I was no, confused. No, no, it's it's one of the... It's the eldest of the two younger, younger ones. Okay, I'm with you now. Then she said, wait one second. If he's Satan and Katie's human, then the baby will be half demon. So... At this point, Alyssa feels sick to her stomach. She wants to scream. She's disgusted. She calls Stephen, who simply said, I thought you knew. We're in love. We're planning on getting married. Oh, my God. He said her adoptive parents weren't too happy, but they've come to accept it. No, they haven't. No, they fucking haven't. They have. That's so weird. Why are people like, oh, yeah, that's fine. It's that's not fine. Okay. It's not fucking fine. <laughs> Nothing is fine. Nothing about this story is okay. No, not even a little bit. God, I'm so uncomfortable. So she calls the police straight away and tells them what's going on about this incestuous relationship between Stephen and Katie. The Henrico police uh, interview the couple and the two other daughters but no arrests are made. Right. So so that's that. Is that because they're both adults? I don't really know. Do you know what annoys me, though? Do you know what? Shag who you fucking want, right? If you want to have sex with your daughter, like, don't do it, but it's none of my business. 
but do not have a baby do not understand what that like what could happen to that baby like that's not necessarily going to be a well child that's why we don't have sex and get pregnant with our relations not not really because yeah. it's gross i mean it is gross well actually it, it it's an instinct it's actually it's we're desensitized to sexual attraction towards any of our family members because it stops inbreeding the repercussions on the child yeah exactly that it's it's nature that's what happens you're brought up by your family and you never look at your family that way to stop inbreeding so that's like the, the the magic of nature but that's not what's happened to katie she has not grown up with these people yeah so she hasn't had this desensitization She's not being yeah. like desensitized to the sexual. That's attraction. what I'm saying. Do you know, if you feel like he rocks your boat, then fine. But just don't, but don't have a baby. Pregnant. Don't get pregnant. Like that. Oh, so it's so irresponsible. <laughs> and aren't, aren't you supposed to be attracted to people that resemble you in some way? Yes, that's another so thing. So is you that are, why yeah. they don't have the whole? I'm repulsed because that's my dad and he's raised me. But they have the whole, oh, he looks like me a little bit. So that's why it brings them together more. Oh, that's so disgusting. Oh, weird. I don't get it. I mean, that is, a, that is a fact. I mean, apparently you are attracted to people who have similar facial features as you do. Actually, it's funny because on the other, the other day I was FaceTiming with um, some friends. Me and Ben were on FaceTime together. And I put that filter on, you know, with the beard. Yeah. And I looked just like Ben and it freaked me out. I was like, what? Why do I look like you? <laughs> this is not okay. Anyway, so in summer 2017, Stephen and Katie moved 150 miles away to North Carolina. In the July of 2017, a heavily pregnant Katie and Stephen got illegally married. So ob- nice. obviously they, you know, they didn't For say sake. they were father and daughter because you couldn't get married and guess who was at the wedding were her parents there her parents were there and so was Stephen's mother oh my god what is wrong with these families there are photographs of heavily pregnant katie her adoptive mum and dad Stephen and his mum and they're all lined up and they're all smiling and having a lovely day i mean that takes daddy kink to a new level doesn't it though Ugh. Sick has just raised and nearly come out of my mouth. <laughs> like, oh, it's just fucking gross. I can't deal with it. The mum, though, his mum, they're always like, oh, my boy never did shit. And then, you know, they're always sticking up for the fucking sons. Ugh. In September 2017. Is that 2007? Is that so recent? You know, it's so, and it's going so quickly. In September 2017, KT gave birth to a little baby boy, healthy baby boy, I might add, oh, and they called God. him Bennett. They were lucky he was healthy. Yeah, they were. So in November 2017, Henrico County Police issue arrest warrants for Stephen and Katie, but they don't get arrested until late January of 2018. So their son Bennett is placed in the care of Stephen's mum, which again is a bit odd because she's like seventy. But also, she's, she's like okay 72. with their weird situation. 
Yeah, so she's got custody of Bennett in her 70s, which is odd, but okay. These are who else could have him? Well, the adoptive parents could have had him. Nah, I suppose. Yeah. So, or he could have gone into foster care. I don't know. But anyway, he goes to Stephen's mum, who's called Grace, I think. Uh, They're later released on bond, but they're ordered to have no contact with each other. So Katie goes home to her adoptive parents in New York. But at no point does anybody say to Stephen Pladel that he's not allowed to see his son. Right. So in April 2018, so if you're following the dates, what, January, February, March? Surely April, he's like a flight months. risk, though. You wouldn't let them people out. They could, they're a complete flight risk. They could just run off together. Well, they let them out. I mean, we've been here, like, every single episode. Why did they let them out? <laughs> Why didn't yeah. they arrest them? Anyway... In April 2018, Katie finally sees a light and and knows she needs to end her relationship with her father-slash-husband, Stephen. So despite the no-contact order, she calls him and she breaks up with him. He does not take this news well. In fact, he's pretty heartbroken. So on the 11th of April 2018, he goes over to his mum's house to pick up baby Bennett, saying he's going to drive drive the baby back to Katie in New York. Uh, at no point does Stephen's mum try to stop him taking the baby. He returns back to his house with baby Bennett and suffocates him to death. What? And then puts his little Hold body on. in a closet. He's killed the baby? <laughs> he kills the baby. Yeah. So he, kill- he suffocates the baby and then puts his body in a closet. And then he gets in his car. And in the night between the 11th and the 12th of April... 2018 Stephen drives to New York and waits outside Katie and her adoptive parents house so he knows that they've got this little routine where twice a week they'll drive to go and see her adoptive grandma so he's just waiting for them to go and have their little visit and sure enough at some point Katie comes out of the house with her adoptive father and they leave and Stephen starts following them so when they come to the stop sign um, between Route 7 and, and 55, Stephen got out of his car, walked over to their car and shot them both dead. What? There were multiple witnesses. One was a New York fireman and he rang the, he's the one who rang the police. He made the 911 call. Uh, when, they asked, uh, when the police asked if he was sure that they were dead, he replied, yes, sir, brains all over the road. Oh, my God. He was able to identify Stephen's vehicle and the police soon found the car. Inside, they found Stephen's lifeless body. So before shooting himself, he'd called his mother to tell her that he had killed the baby, Katie, and Anthony, um, her adoptive father. Uh, He told her where the baby was and not to go herself, but to call the police. What was the fucking point of that? So that's the story of Stephen and Katie Playdle. Surprisingly, Katie and Stephen's attraction to one another isn't that much of a rare occurrence, which is what we were saying earlier. Yeah. And it's called, it's got a name, it's genetic sexual attraction. And it happens when family members have been separated at birth, yeah. or at least like very early on in life. And it's explained by some kind of misplaced bonding feelings. So, like, they bond differently because they've never been together. To have that normal family bond. 
So surprisingly, actually not that rare with like adoptive adopted kids that find their birth parents or long lost brothers and sisters or mothers and sons. And yeah, so it doesn't tend to happen in families that have grown up together because as we said, it's just mother nature's way of making sure we don't inbreed. Yeah. There we go. So that story was really recent and really, really sad. Yeah, like horrible. Yeah. Had you not heard that one before, Becky? No, I haven't heard of that one. No. I was looking at some pictures and uh, she looks about 12. She looks really Yeah, she has got a baby face. Oh, poor baby, I'll post all the photos to social media. That baby's so cute. Do you know what? I looked into this and have listened to various podcasts about this genetic sexual attraction and watched stuff on YouTube. And uh, it's so hard because obviously it's completely unnatural and our gut reaction is, uh, that's gross. They can't actually help it. Like they really genuinely, deeply love each other. And as you say, Tash... Who are we to say, you know, oh my God, that's disgusting. Okay, don't have babies. That's just bad. Don't have babies. But yeah, who's it hurting, really? I don't know. It's it's a really difficult one. If they've not grown up together, because... he In in, uh, Katie's eyes, Stephen wasn't her dad. Yeah, true. In her eyes, it was Anthony who'd brought her up and, you know, looked after her and... That was her dad. ...done all the dad stuff. Stephen was just some guy. Well, he was a dickhead. He was horrible. And, yeah, so... Well, well done. What was it like to research a murder, murder, murder? It was murder. It wasn't ghosts. I was out of my comfort zone. And it was um, quite thought-provoking, wasn't it, that one? So, well done. Yeah, not not sure what to make yeah. of that. I mean... Well, don't shag your dad. That'd be a good one. Yes, yeah, don't, don't shag your dad, guys. <laughs> and if you do, use condom. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Tasha's sexual advice for this week. <laughs> I swear we'd be lost without it. Lost. <laughs> Yeah, you would be. We would, we would. Becky, what do you want for us? (laughs) I'm looking forward to this, actually. Well, um, I now understand, actually, Emma, why you you freak yourself out by looking at um, stories and research and things, because... It's terrifying. (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I was trying to explain to... No, my husband, um, what Reddit is. He was like, so what is, what's Reddit? What, I've never heard of it. And I was like, oh. I mean, I really don't know what Reddit is. Should I? It's just like, it's just like a forum, message isn't it? board. Yeah, you get some really dark stuff on there. It's almost like a little, obviously it's not the dark web, but it's kind of a little step down into the darkness a little bit so more. So can you, can is there be. like a search bar where you can just put in like ghost stories or... 
Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Well, I found this one. But you can't, it can't be that dark, Becky, because every time I try and post on there, it gets deleted <laughs> instantly. I'm, I'm, I'm nice. I, maybe I'm too nice. Maybe they're just like, no, boring. No, not dark Next. enough. No way. <laughs> well, I, um, I've got, I found some other ones that I'll, um, probably keep for short stories for another time because they weren't very long. This one, um, <laughs> yeah, so like I said, I've got, um, as I mentioned earlier, I've got COVID at the minute and all the kids have and husband is, um, stuck in bed. So I didn't really have time to sit at my laptop and, and do much research. So I'll be reading us this story off Reddit. Because it's Reddit, obviously, we don't know if it's true or not. I kind of hope that it's not. I mean, you could say that of all my stories. Do we know they're true? We don't know. No. Yeah, it just depends on what you believe. This one, really, I started reading it and I had to put my feet up, if you know what I mean. I had to sort of, like, curl up. I couldn't have my feet on the floor. Oh, in case a demon grabs you. (laughs) Yeah. They do like the feet. Yeah. Well, the title is not scary, and and I, I, this is either going to go, you're either going to get freaked out by it like me, or you're just going to laugh in my face. <laughs> but the um, the title's not, you just, it's not very scary. The the rest of the story does. It is quite long, so I'll try and get, I'll, I'll skip a few bits and uh, try and get through it. The title is, My wife has been peeking at me from round corners and behind furniture. <laughs> Oh. It's gone from weird to terrifying. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> That's... What the fuck? But listen. I it... don't like peeking. I've said this before. I don't like this story already. It's making me feel uncomfortable. It's your imagination of this one. Because you kind of, you'll have a face that you'll imagine while she's, when this is happening. It, oh, so scary. Here we go. Right, so my wife, Lynn, and I have been together for six years, but only married for 11 months. Our entire history together has been very normal, and never once have I noticed any weird behaviour or any red flags or hint of mental illness. Is having no red flags a red flag, though? No. No. Just asking. I don't have any red flags of what I can think of. I don't have any of. red flags, really. I have annoying behaviours, I'm sure, but that's not a red flag. Do Nobody's perfect. Like putting his back out when he should be looking after you. That's that's annoying behaviour. That's real twintish behaviour. Oh, I just think that's a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> bad back. Pretending oh, to have a bad so. back. <laughs> do you have any red flags, Stash? Is that what you asked? Well, yeah. yeah, I reckon I probably do. Well, the fact that you want to go in a sword-themed <laughs> escape room for a start. I think I've probably weird. got red flags. It just depends how quickly you let them come out. So how emotionally invested the person is in you, whether they're willing to let them slide or not. Yeah. Maybe it's the certain people might bring out red flags. Which yeah, but is also, a red flag. maybe a red flag for somebody is, is a green flag for somebody else. I suppose. Oh, 100%. Some people love that red flag shit. They're all like, oh, yeah, he's bad. He's a fixer-upper. Oh, yeah, true that. Anyway, sorry. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Stop apologising. So British. We're English, it's what we do. Yes. Lynn is a very kind, intelligent and thoughtful person. She's always been a no-nonsense type of person. Being childish or trying to scare me is not something she'd normally do. 
She doesn't even like watching horror movies. F- when we first started dating, she agreed to watch The Shining with me because she knew, knew how much I love horror films. She was so scared she didn't even make it halfway through. What a pussy. <laughs> um, the Shining is an epic film, but it is absolutely terrifying. I never thought... I do like it, but it's not... Oh, it's so tense. It's, yeah, tense. it's tense. Is it terrifying? Yeah. It, it's pretty fucking scary, man. That old woman in the shower. Oh, yeah, she was a bit horrible. All green, melty. Ugh. Uh, so, but yeah, so basically she isn't into anything creepy, never been into pranks, and just not a cup of tea. That's fine. So not like me living it with Tom and no. pretending to be the little girl out of the room. That's not her thing, no. She wasn't like that. Although she does have long, dark hair. So she could have done it. Could have done it, but chose not to. She was boring, so she didn't. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the big red flag was just boring. She started peeking at him, so <laughs> she's not that boring. Yeah, I should also ask that she had never had any mental health issues as far as I'm aware, and it doesn't run in her family. <laughs> well, isn't she the fucking lucky one? Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to brag, but I don't have any mental health issues. <laughs> Good for fucking her. Yeah. Were you talking about her or you? No, but her. Of course, I. I, I have say. got a few knocking around. <laughs> That's why she's so boring, though, because all the best people have mental health issues. Yeah, absolutely. I know some people are able to hide their mental health problems, but in the six years that we've been together, I think I would have seen some sort of sign. Two months ago, I was in the kitchen making myself some coffee before work i was running a bit late that morning and i knew i wouldn't be able to make it to dunkin donuts for my usual morning fix thing is that their coffees if you have a small coffee in america it's like an extra large coffee here it's huge yeah yeah they're portion you never see them with like a small coffee do you no they must waste so much though because they must do they do i don't know i do find they drink it all they drink a hell of a lot they drink it like the massive ones that you see them they'll just drink it all day okay so i do know that like most of our listeners in america so how do you do it how do you not pee every five seconds where do you put it i do well as well i'll drink a a sip of coffee and then i'll be like oh need to poop i just poo all day (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's the thing, isn't it? But I, I don't really drink much coffee, so... I hate coffee. <gasps> I can't stand it. All the Americans have disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> Come back, I like it. <laughs> I only drink green tea. Oh, do you? You don't even drink, like... Yeah. No, like builder's yeah. tea. No. Have you never drunk builder's no. tea? I will, like, yeah, if I'm going around someone's house and, like, do you want a cuppa, I'll be like, yeah, I'll have a cuppa, but it's not, like, my drink of choice <gasps> at home. It's I love a tea. mint green tea. I love a tea. Oh, I can't, can't be drinking mint. I've never never been able to drink anything minty. It just reminds me of uh, Listerine. That's how I met my husband, you know, by getting absolutely off our faces on some kind of mint liqueur thing. Jet 27. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that's probably why. That's always the end, though. When we were younger, you'd just drink whatever's in the cupboard, and that's always the last thing that no one wants. I don't think I'd ever drink that now. I would never have a shot we of that We would, now. me and him, we'd just, like, because we're both quite shy, we'd just, like, 
have a bottle between us and then make out. A bottle between you? Oh, yeah. We'd have a bottle between us and then make out. At least you are minty fresh (laughs) to wake up. Minty (laughs) fresh. Yeah, but the vomit the next day was not so great. Oh, Oh, less sexy. Bright green. Oh, don't a horse face for any queen. Oh, I'd be like, I'm an alien. (laughs) You know, like like exorcists, that pea green stuff. I've never been sick the next day from a hangover. I don't get that. That is weird. Do you remember when you had that purple vodka? Was it me or was it you that was sick with that? And it was all purple. Babe, it was both of us. I remember when Tash was sick, we were out drinking underage, <clears throat> uh, and uh, she was drunk and she was sick and we didn't have any tissues, so she wiped her face on the grass. <laughs> I did. And then she had a wee on church grounds. Oh. No, I didn't. That's, that's not true. <laughs> I remember being extremely sick at one of your parties, Becky, and you were extremely drunk, and the other girl that was with us was also extremely drunk, and you were both looking after me and holding my bucket, and you were just so sweet, like, that really drunk, sweet way, like, oh, it's okay, just get it out, I'll hold the bucket, I'll I'll look after you. And I was holding your hair, and I was like, your hair's so soft, but it's so heavy. (laughs) (laughs) And I've been like having shots of this thing called monkey brains, which what was it? Was it like Bailey's? And- it was um, grenadine and vodka with then, and then you pour a bit of Bailey's in, like a so it looks in like it. a brain. Oh. That's so oh. disgusting! I can still feel what that feels like yeah, to drink. That was not so good. And then horrible. we went swimming. How, Why did you know, we do that how, to ourselves? I don't know how yeah, we didn't we went- drown. In fact, I think at one point you <laughs> you actually said, "I think I just drowned a little bit." <laughs> oh those were the days them's were the days drunk people should not be near water i don't miss the hangovers though whoa i didn't get as hangovers too bad back then whereas now i i go to bed too late without drinking drinking anything and i'll wake up with a hangover just from tiredness yeah i do too and i also it's always the second day i feel worse now so i think i've got away with it and then the next day, it's like, hello. Yeah. Uh, poor Ben. When yeah. we first got together, he'd go to get, he'd go to bed with like normal drunk, gothy Emma, and just wake up with this grey, red-eyed, vomiting <laughs> monster. <laughs> Keeping it classy. Babe. So he'd go to bed with kinky goth, and then wake Basically. up with Samara from the ring. <laughs> <laughs> And yet he still married me. Yeah. He married you. He did. Yeah. And you don't have to get drunk to make out with him anymore. I don't even have to do that. I'm brave now. (laughs) Bob Ben. Right, what were we talking about? (laughs) Peking. She's Lynn. So Peking Lynn. (laughs) Yeah, so he didn't have time for his coffee and donuts. Yeah, he didn't have his time for his usual coffee, so he made his own. I took a sip of my coffee and I hurried down the hall towards the front door. Poor shit. <laughs> when I when I happened to notice Lynn peeking oh, at me no, from around the corner. <laughs> I could only see her eyes and a strand of her long hair no. hanging against the wall. The, the rest of her body was concealed behind <laughs> the door. 
I nearly spilled my coffee when I saw her. <laughs> that shit was <laughs> fucking terrifying. <laughs> See, it's not so funny. It's funny. <laughs> I could do something. This is something I could do. I'd be like, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, he burnt. He said, "I did burn the shit out of my mouth." And he went, "Jeez, he burned the shit out of his balls, his mouth." Oh, (laughs) I see mouth. You hear balls? Mouth, balls, mouth. Yeah, I think it's this thing I've got wrong with my ear. Sorry. Yeah. Well, he could nah. have done. He could have dropped the, co- you know, he jumped, dropped the coffee on his crotch, burnt his balls. He did, though, actually. He did say, he goes on to say, uh, he said, geez, Lynn, wiping a few drops of coffee from my pants. You scared the shit out of me. There we go. Hot balls. Hot balls. <laughs> coffee balls. She immediately popped out of you like a little kid that had been caught. And I heard her scurry off towards the living room. I don't like it. Yeah. She scurried. (laughs) Scurried. So I can imagine being like... (laughs) Like, 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 like. (laughs) (laughs) Not the scurrying. It gets worse. The next one, a couple more are worse. The worst one is, is to come. But the word scurry is terrifying. It's horrible. When you're thinking of someone with long, dark hair scurrying away. First she's peeking and then she's scurried. (laughs) Terrifying. Stay tuned for more horror, everyone. Tears in my eyes. Or maybe it's just because my brain's really fucked up. So I'm imagining this horrible, horrible scene in my head. But anyway, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Like on little tiptoes, scurrying. <laughs> so she scurried away until she was out of sight. It was really weird. <laughs> yes, no it was. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's weird. I don't think it's scary. Yeah, it's weird at the minute. It gets it gets weirder. Okay. I think this is one of them stories where you're either going to find it awful and terrifying and just a bit weird, yeah. but we'll see as we go along. I think Tasha's going to be the one going, I'm not scared, and I'm just going to be, like, rocking back and forth. In it's great. This because this varied content for the listeners. Everyone's going to love that. <laughs> it was really weird. It was just really out of character for her. But I also found it kind of funny, and she was being more playful and a little less serious. I shouted that I loved her, called her a weirdo, and I shut the door, and I heard her laughing. Her behaviour was a bit odd, but certainly wasn't something to call a priest over. I thought about, forgot about it by lunchtime, and by the time I got home, she was her normal self. I didn't bring it up, neither did she. Life went on. The next incident happened three days later. It was around 2am, and I'd woken up to get a drink. I was standing at the island of the kitchen, jug of OJ in hand. What's OJ? Orange, Orange juice. juice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I've never understood that. Is that what this meant? <laughs> yeah. It always reminded me. I know it wasn't him, but I always reminded me of OJ Simpson. I thought maybe it was a drink brand that he had. No, it's just orange juice, Bex. Oh, Bex. That makes sense. I think orange juice is a really weird choice of drink in the middle of the night. Yeah. It is. I, I would have thought water was the better choice. Yeah, but, it's not thirst quenching, is it, orange juice? No, but, you know, free free country in that. 
So I was standing in the kitchen, jug of orange juice in hand, when I felt a strong feeling that I was being watched. Oh no. (laughs) So imagine he stood at the island of the kitchen. I'm imagining. For whatever reason, I looked down at the floor and saw my wife's smiling face staring back at me. No. (laughs) She was peeking at me from the other side of the island, staring up at me with wide, unblinking eyes and grinning. No, though. Grinning like the Cheshire cat. Yeah, because she's looking at his balls like she's happy. (laughs) She was was on the floor. Like, just laying down. I, th- I, d- I don't really know. It's from what it sounds afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It looks like he's looked down at the floor and she's poking her head out from underneath the island. Fuck that. Fuck that. No. I just think we're very different people because the image that I have is that she's, like, on the floor. I don't even want to say it because... Say it. No, I just don't want to. <laughs> you started it. Now you have to say. I just get the impression. <laughs> oh, no, because my mum listens. She loves it. <laughs> that she's like on the floor, like, ass up. And like, <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking up at his dick. Isn't that what she's doing? How would she be ass up and looking up at his dick at the same time? Looking between her legs? What? How could she be ass up and looking at his dick at the same time? Can we edit this bit out and I'll explain? (laughs) (laughs) If if we must. No, you're right. You're thinking she's not facing his dick. She is her the back of her head is touching the floor. Well, she's on her back. She is on her back. <laughs> her ass cannot be up. Okay, unless... I, so my head, the scenario was she was on her front. It's not a porno. <laughs> no. This is a scary story. Yeah. Oh, I just think we can We can do another podcast called Becky reads a porno if you like <laughs> no i just think it's playful i think it's playful and i think you're all taking it wrong no because she's yes. on the floor natasha in between almost poking her head Have between you his never legs had sex on the floor i just think it's a really you imagine they probably didn't sweep there might be crumbs under there she's got crumbs in her hair now that's and not it's sexy fucking terrifying also, we just- i i we've got to stop talking about where i think people have sex because this is getting too much Onto right. the kitchen island, Tash has gone too far. <laughs> okay. Can you read that bit again and can I react differently? No, it's too oh, late for now. God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not funny. So, so he was on the floor, <laughs> wide, unblinking eyes, grinning like the Cheshire cat. And he said, I screamed, I admit it, not out of irritation, but of fear. For that, for some reason, at that moment, I was scared. But I suppose at 2am, you weren't expecting someone to be there. <laughs> Too bloody right. <laughs> thing is, like, she could walk in the room and be like, hi, babes. And I'd be like, oh, it's 2am. <laughs> what did she do afterwards? Did she scurry away? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, she didn't scurry. She scuttled. 
At the sound of my scream, Lynn scuttled backwards out of my view, her hands and feet smacking the tile floor as she hurried out the kitchen on all fours. (laughs) Oh, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It's so fucking weird. Can you just imagine running out on all fucking fours as an adult and hearing the... Of, like, your hands and feet against the tile floor. You know what that sounds like. You can just imagine it, can't you? Like, slip, 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 slip. Oh. <sighs> Becky. I didn't run after her or even yell at her. I just stood there frozen in shock, wondering what the <laughs> fuck just happened. <laughs> I would be leaving. I'd be like, See He just ya. probably thinks he's having a weird dream, doesn't he? I don't know. I'd shit myself. I think I would... Be being a, a divorce lawyer by now and be like, well, how much is this going to cost me to get out of this? Yeah. I don't think I couldn't put up with that. It's only happened twice. He's up. Oh, come on. This can't be true. This can't be true. No, I think one of the Literally ways that I could die is when, you know, when the kids jump out of you and like, like, um, try to scare you or someone tries to scare you and you jump and you feel like you're going to die. Yeah. I think that's how I'm going to die. Some twat's going to do that. Probably one of my children. And then I'm going to die. Oh, don't die. (sighs) It took me a little longer than I'd like to admit to go back upstairs, but I eventually did. When I did go to our bedroom, Lynn was lying on her side asleep, or at least pretending to be. I stood there for a while, watching her breathing to be sure she was actually asleep. Oh, now who's the fucking creep? (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's that's the weird bit of this story. Oh, yeah, it is! Stop taking the scuttler's side. (laughs) (laughs) I think she's just playful. I think play with her. (laughs) I had the feeling she might jump out at me the moment I got back into bed, but she didn't. I started to wonder whether I dreamt the whole thing. I think you did, Gary. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what we're calling him, Gary? I'll call everyone Gary. I think it's a good name. Oh, it's a good name. Next morning, I waited for her to come down for coffee. And after handing her a mug and kissing her cheek, I decided to ask her about it. What was that about last night, I asked, keeping the tone light so I didn't offend or embarrass her. She frowned and over a cup of coffee and she shook her head like she had no clue what I was talking about. And he says, you were peeking at me again <laughs> from over there. And he pointed to the spot on the floor where she was. It's the word though, isn't it? Peeking. It's funny. she followed my gaze and she looked back and she burst out laughing she laughed so hard but I couldn't help I couldn't help but join her in her laugh and he says you know you creep the fuck out sometime you know that and she giggled and put set her cup down on the counter wrapped her you know give him a cuddle and she says well you creep me out all the time so I guess we're even she teased tease what so has she admitted that she knows that she was doing it Kind of, without saying it, she kind of did. Right. She sounds yeah. to, like, be going, ha, 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 got you. Yeah. Yeah. We said our goodbyes and left for work. As I drove, I kept thinking about how creepy it had been, seeing her grinning at me from behind <laughs> the island like that. The sounds of her hands made on the floor as she crawled away. I told myself that she was just trying to be silly, just trying to join me in all in my love of all things horror. It's not like I was afraid of her, but I just didn't sit right with me. 
No, I fucking would be afraid. Yeah. I started seeing her peeking at me more and more. Sometimes she'd be peeking out from behind the couch or the living room curtains. Once she even managed to get her, get herself inside of her grandmother's old trunk that sits at the foot of our bed. (gasps) What the fuck is this story? No, she didn't do any of these things. Behind the curtains. <laughs> so, like, he's just sat watching TV. <laughs> she's just like, hello. And she's, like, stood blatantly behind the curtain. Just... <laughs> yeah, but don't you do this to your kids. I, like, hide from my kids. Yeah, but... <laughs> I just think... Yeah. I just think, what the fuck are you doing? But would you do it all the time? Like, multiple times a day? Sometimes. <laughs> Tash, is this you? (laughs) This is me and my children have written the story. No, but sometimes I, like, will call the girl. I'll be upstairs. They'll think I'm, like, folding laundry. And I'll call them and then I'll hide and then, like, scare them. Yeah, but that's completely, (laughs) completely different scenarios. (laughs) This is a grown-ass woman (laughs) for no apparent reason. (laughs) I think she's being playful. I don't think this is sinister. I just think she's taking it too far. It's gone too far. (laughs) You don't get in a trunk and stare. But maybe he hasn't, like, if he's not acknowledging her doing it, maybe she's like, I've got to keep doing it till, you know, he plays back. I don't know. Go on, continue. Let's see. I might not have even known that she was in the trunk at all. It, it was the trunk's old hinges that gave her away. She had the lid propped up just enough that only half of her face peeked through. She had been grinning like an ins- excited toddler. It was unnerving, and I don't even know what to say to her. All I could do was stare. Yeah, you're not reacting right. She's playing, and you're staring at her. Like give him time, guy. give him time. When When I finally found my voice, I asked her what on earth she was doing. <laughs> What the actual fuck? (laughs) She didn't answer. She just slowly closed the lid, shutting herself inside the trunk. (laughs) This this is horrendous. (laughs) I really need to wait. The thing is, we're both laughing, but for completely different reasons. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm absolutely petrified. This, this would get, I couldn't, I couldn't be dealing with this. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because it is funny, but I would not like it at all. <laughs> no, this is my coping laugh. Yeah, I'm, I'm coping. I'm laughing, laughing cuz it's jokes. I'm literally laughing cuz it's so funny. <laughs> Tash. <laughs> this is so weird. There could be a murderer in your house peeking at you and you'd be like, "Ha, ah, good one, mate." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just walked away feeling disturbed. I don't understand why she was doing it, but it clearly made her happy. So I just hoped she would just get tired and stop doing it. (laughs) So he's just left her in the trunk. (laughs) (laughs) 
Lynn didn't uh, didn't peek at me for the next two weeks. So I started to think that she was done with her weird prank and I was relieved. We were watching a show on Netflix one night and I jokingly said that I hadn't seen her peeking at me lately (laughs) (laughs) and that she must have got tired of her spy game. And she looked up at me with a small smile and and said, maybe I've just got better at it. Oh, (laughs) oh, no. (laughs) I didn't say anything, but I wondered whether or not she was joking. For the next few days, I couldn't stop thinking about what she'd said. She was still peeking at me when I wasn't looking. I just hadn't fucking noticed. And if so... Right, thanks... Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. (laughs) (laughs) So what the hell was she getting out of this? I started to feel paranoid, constantly checking whether she was watching from around the corner or behind the door. I don't think he... Look, if you were that worried about it, you'd have a serious conversation, wouldn't you? Well, I think they do in the end. I was jumpy whenever I was home and she wasn't in full full view of me. (laughs) (laughs) I felt stupid and a little crazy, but after a few weeks without another incident, I began to relax. I stopped checking behind furniture and walls and told myself just it was just a bad memory. A few days ago, things got much worse. Lynn left to go to a friend's and I lounged on the sofa. Or did she? And played a couple of... Yes. And played a couple of games on my laptop. Around 9pm, I hopped in the shower. That means he watched porn. Yeah. <laughs> I played some games on my laptop. No, but every single man. That is true. Come on. He was definitely on the private navigator at that point. Of course he was. <laughs> oh, yeah, and he hopped in the shower, shower afterwards, so it must have been a sesh. <laughs> Around 9pm, I hopped in the shower, and as I was washing the soap from my hair, I felt that awful feeling that I was being watched. No. I slowly opened my eyes, and I almost had a fucking heart attack. Lynn was peeking from behind the shower curtain, her entire head stretched into the shower, leaving just her body outside. Her long, dark hair hung against the curtain. The ends dropping in the water. Her mouth hung open in a terrible grin. Eyes wide and red as if she hadn't blinked in a while. No. Makeup ran down her cheeks in two black streaks. She needs a priest. I. She looked giddy and completely deranged. I was fucking terrified and screamed. We stood like that for a few moments. Neither of us saying a word. Finally, after what felt like forever, she slowly pulled her head back out of the shower and I watched as her blurry figure through the curtain as she moved backwards towards the bathroom door. Oh, why is she doing it backwards? (laughs) Why she can't just turn around like a normal person? (laughs) A second later, the bathroom door slammed shut, hard enough to rattle the mirror I screamed again and jumped out of the shower to lock the door. I stayed inside the bathroom for over an hour. Maybe I overreacted. No. But joke or not, I wasn't going to put up with that crazy shit anymore. 
I was, that was not an overreaction at all. I, oh, Would you have liked hell. that, Tash? Would it? Is it not stepping <laughs> over a little bit of a boundary there? <laughs> would you have thought that was I funny? Would have done. Yeah. I know what you would have done. Come on in. Let's get it on. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't find this scary. I just think it's funny. <laughs> I honestly think our brains are wired very differently. I just think she's having him on. I don't know. I just find I, f- I don't like it. Since we started this podcast, this is the most scared I've ever been. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I honestly feel like I just feel like she's having him on. I think she's just having a massive fucking laugh. How can you be scared of what I tell you every week, and then this because and I- this is funny? I. D- I just think it is. <laughs> so we stayed in the bathroom crying like a little bitch. <laughs> Joke or not, I wasn't <laughs> going to put up with this shit anymore. That's what I kept telling myself as I paced the bathroom, stopping to listen at the door every few minutes. Suddenly I heard a muffled sound and I pressed my ear against the bathroom door, straining to listen. I couldn't hear anything, but I envisioned Lynn standing on the other side of the door, giggling at her joke. I felt a surge of anger and I was beyond pissed. Being made to feel scared in my own house. Damn straight. And being made to hide in the bathroom for over an hour. All for what? Some fucking joke. It's not a joke anymore, basically. And he was like, what the fuck, Lynn? I snapped. This shit is really getting fucking annoying. And I waited for her to apologise or to call me a jerk. But instead, I heard, heard a faint moan. So quiet, I wondered if I'd actually heard it, and then complete silence. Lynn, I called out, and not being able to even hide the shakiness in his voice. No response, just his home breathing. And he was like, oh, you know, just just stop it. And he'd really, really shouted at her, and he just waited for her to start swearing at him and shouting at him, because he'd never shouted at her like that before. But there was just nothing, just the occasional drip from the shower head. I won't deny that I was scared, too afraid to open the damn door and face my own wife. I waited another 30 minutes or so, which feels like a fucking lifetime when you're scared. Finally, I decided I wasn't going to spend the night hiding in my bathroom, so I got down on my knees and peered under the door. No. (laughs) I almost expected her to see her face peeking back at me, but thankfully I didn't. Thank fuck for that. That's what I thought. So, he decides to open the door. He opened the door and he could see straight down... Oh, no, looking under the door, he could see straight down the hallway at the top of the stairs, but no Lynn. And uh, I was happy that I didn't see her head, like, pop up from the bottom of the stairs. I stood up, my hand hovering over the door, and mentally prepared myself to open it. I slowly, slowly turned the lock with shaky fingers and was about to yank it open when I heard a sound that still makes me feel nauseous when I think about it. A moan louder than before, but this time I was able to just tell where it was coming from. And I turned my head to the closet door, as if in slow motion, and locked eyes with my wife, who has been peeking at me from inside the closet since since she apparently left the bathroom. (laughs) Her eyes were wide as ever, and her mouth was hanging open with the most grotesque, gaping smile I've ever seen. So she was in the bathroom with him the whole time? Yeah, watching him squirm. 
And I didn't even scream. I was too scared for even that. Her hands were clasped to her chest, body trembling with sheer delight as she could barely contain her excitement. What? A short, raspy moan bubbled up from her throat. What? Deep and raw, sending a shiver down my spine. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this one bit. <laughs> somehow i found the ability to pull the bathroom door open and ran as fast as i could all the way down the steps snatching my keys and phone from the table in the living room before running outside to my car i could hear her shrill laughter behind me but i didn't hear her getting closer to me i didn't bother shutting the front door i drove away from the house faster than i legally should have done shivering the entire time either from the fear or the cold maybe a little bit of both i hadn't grabbed a coat or even a pair of shoes i was still in my boxes my hair still damp i drove straight to my brother chris's house about 40 minutes away ignoring every call and text i got i didn't check my phone until i was safely parked in my brother's driveway Lynn had called four four times and sent a flurry of texts, all wondering where I'd gone and why I'd left like that. Uh, Because you're a fucking psycho, that's why. Yeah. So, as you can imagine, my brother and his wife were surprised to see me standing there in just a pair of boxes, but they told me I could stay as long as I needed to. I hadn't let them know what happened, but just said that we'd had a fight and that I needed to get away for the night. Now, that's weird. See, I'm doubting if this is real now, because you'd tell yeah, I think he does eventually, but I think he was so freaked out, he just couldn't well, say anything. I just didn't want to talk about it. I, well, what's I he meant that. to say? What is he meant to say? My wife keeps peeking at me from behind stuff. <laughs> I'm telling you, they would laugh in his face. No, they would yeah. not. That is, that is oh, scary. Emma. It's scary. No, if I came round and was like, my fella's been peeking at me, you'd be like, what are you on about? I'd be like, get out and get a priest. That's fucking creepy. What? He's <laughs> like, shot himself in his chest. Just <laughs> looking looking at you through a little slant, giggling. No, that's not right. <laughs> what, he's staying in a closet for an hour and a half, just watching you? I think that's good stamina. <laughs> that's commitment to your craft. That's fucking demonic possession, that is. Okay, maybe it is. <laughs> Um, I tried to sleep on their sofa, but my brain wouldn't let me sleep. Every time I closed my eyes, I saw Lynn's face staring at me from inside that closet. Knowing she'd been there with me the entire time made my skin crawl. She'd never left the fucking bathroom at all. Instead, she'd slipped inside the closet and slammed the bathroom door to fool me. The mere thought of going back home gave me anxiety. I tossed and turned, unable to sleep. Chris ended up giving me a sleeping pill so that I was able to get a little sleep. But my sleep was filled with terrible dreams, all of Lynn's smiling face. I woke up as the sun started to rise. My sore body ached from the sofa. I felt drained and I knew I'd have to call Lynn at some point, but I didn't know what to say to her. I wouldn't be going home unless she gave me her word that she wouldn't do any more creepy shit. I just wanted my wife back, her normal serious self, that never looked so good to me. I was contemplating calling her and telling her that when a familiar feeling came over me that I was being watched. I was staring at the ceiling, my heart in my throat, and I didn't want to look away. But the longer I ignored it, the worse the feeling got. My eyes drifted from the ceiling, almost on their own, towards the window, and her face was pressed up against the window, (laughs) beside the couch, 
staring down at me with a, the same gaping smile. What Drool dribbled down her lips, leaving two long streaks down the glass. I didn't know how long she'd been there, but something told me that she'd been there for quite a while, possibly all night. I didn't bother screaming it, though I was afraid. Anger trumped any fear I felt at that moment, and I jumped up from the couch and pounded my palm against the glass. Lynn, are you crazy? What the hell's wrong with you? Just go home. <laughs> how did she get there? Did she drive? How did she know he was there? 40 minutes away. He's got a tracker on his phone, hasn't he? Possibly. She didn't move, and her ghastly expression never changed. If anything, her smile only grew as if she'd been more elated. I could hear Chris and his wife moving around upstairs. As if Lynn could hear them as well, she slightly started to retreat, close her mouth slowly, and move away from the window. Chris called my name from upstairs, obviously concerned. I turned to see him and his wife, Rebecca, hurrying down the steps. When I turned back to the window, she was gone. The only sign she'd been there at all was the two streaks of drool that were dripping down the glass. I mean, she's drooling now, Tash. You've got to admit, that's... I mean, yeah, it's not normal, but... It's not normal behaviour. Can we agree on that? No, I completely agree it's not normal. It's still funny. I tried to explain to Chris and Rebecca about waking up to see Lynn watching me through the window, and they were sceptical. Who wouldn't be? <laughs> see? Is that like what you said, though, Tash? You'd be like, oh, yeah, my wife's been been you looking know, at me. Oh, <laughs> and they were like, and? <laughs> so Chris and I went out to find, to find the spot in front of the window, and there were no footprints in the dirt, just a slight indent. An animal, probably, Chris guessed, and I didn't argue. He and Rebecca assumed I'd dreamt it, but they didn't understand. I was too tired to explain to them. I called out of work that day and turned my phone off. I didn't want to face Lynn. Just talking to her was too much to me for me at that point. I really started to believe something was irreversibly wrong with her. No matter what promises she made, they wouldn't be the same again. The thought saddened me to my core. I cried most of the morning. By noon, I figured I was ready to confront her, give her one last chance to explain herself. I could at least give her that after six years, I told myself. I turned my phone on and received dozens of messages that she'd sent. Things like, can we talk? I love you. Please talk. Call me. I'm really worried. Just come home. More of the same. Old text saying that she loved me. She wanted me home. How worried she was. Not a damn one addressing the crazy shit that she'd pulled. Like she hadn't been acting like a character from a Stephen King book. Even her texts were different. She'd normally texted novels just to tell me to pick up a loaf of bread. And you'd think that she'd have more to say to me about these weird things that she'd been doing. I know it seems childish to some of you who are miles away from this situation, but if you saw the way that Lynn had looked at me and how she scampered away on all fours like some sort of wild animal, grinning at me from the inside of a closet like a lunatic, you'd find my reaction was warranted. I'm, I'm with him 100%. She's not right. <laughs> Tash isn't. No, Tash thinks it's all fun and games. I'm like, well, get the exorcist out. Nah, it's just a bit of banter, isn't it? Yeah. I ended up staying at my brother's for another night. And thankfully, I didn't see Lynn's face watching at me through the window. I don't want to pry because it's not my place, but is this something that can be mended? Rebecca asked the next day at breakfast. I knew that she just wanted to breach the subject without seeming to be nosy. And I said that I just don't know. She's just so different. 
he basically they just had a conversation and then he basically said i just can't trust her and she's trying to make the peace is rebecca saying uh you know you're married just you know she loves you and you know just go home and talk and i'm sure it'll all be much better I sat there for a while trying to figure out what I should do next. I didn't want to go home, but I felt like I owed it to Lynn to help her if I could. Hadn't I sworn an oath to love and honour her through sickness and in health? Clearly, she was very sick. If she was sick, which I truly believe she was, I had to try and get her the help that she needed, but I didn't even know where to start. I didn't want to call the police, and besides, what the hell was I going to tell them? The police would have probably laughed and said that I was overreacting. So, as many men would probably do, I decided to call her mother. And I didn't want to, believe me. Her mother, Marianne, I we were never on the best of terms. We never fought or anything like that. She just wasn't a very warm person. Wasn't very easy to get along with. And it didn't seem like I was good enough for a daughter. Whenever we visited, the visits were always short. Lynn always ushered us out quickly as if she she didn't want me to feel uncomfortable, which I was grateful for. Being in her mother's presence was unbearable, like walking on glass. And I was glad when we moved three states away so that we didn't have to see her often. I was happy to avoid the woman, but I needed her help. So I gripped my teeth and called Dell the number. Yes, she answered already sounding irritated and he says marianne it's me ben do you have a minute to talk i could hear her cluck her tongue in irritation i'm in the middle of writing some checks but if you insist i just think that's a really weird thing to say (laughs) i'm so important i suppose i could pair a moment what's up it's about lynn she's been acting very strangely and i was wondering if you had any idea whether it was something and then she she kind of cut him off and said, you know, just just get to the point. I want you to know if you've ever noticed any odd behavior or any mental health issues. And there was a long, uncomfortable pause. And I couldn't tell whether it was because she was thinking or something else. Finally, after a few seconds, she spoke. I'm not sure if this is one of your jokes, Benjamin, but if so, I don't find the humor in it. Now, I do have business to attend to, as I've said, and if you don't mind... And he said, um, she's, she's basically like trying to brush him off straight away. And he says, you know, it's not a joke. I'm seriously concerned about Lynn's mental health. Her behavior has been very erratic recently. And I'm very worried about her. She must have heard the frustration in my voice. If you're truly concerned, then I suggest you get health pr- professionals involved. I don't know what you expect of me, she snapped. And I could tell she was only seconds away from hanging up from the phone. What the fuck? Yeah, he says, please, if not for me, do it for Lynn. And I heard a faint, shaky intake of breath, as if she was trying to hold her steely persona together, but failing. Marianne, what's wrong? I started. Benjamin, and she said, I don't know what to tell you. My only advice would would be to to seek professional help. Do not call here again, goodbye. And then she turns, hung up the phone. What? So she totally knows that her daughter is like, evil yeah or possibly has some mental health issues and then i tried to wrap my head around the call and her refusal to help me even if she didn't like me why wouldn't she want to help her own daughter i couldn't understand that i tried to replay the conversation desperate to find something i'd missed after a while i almost gave up until i remembered her last words for me seek professional help 
She said those words with a bit of urgency, and I could have just been grasping at straws, but no, I was sure I heard that her voice changed ever so slightly when she said that. What she meant, I'd assumed she'd been referring to medical professionals, but maybe she was referring to someone else, like an exorcism or something. So I decided to go and confront her, so I waited for Chris to get home from work and had a long, exhausting conversation with him and Rebecca. I convinced them that Lynn truly needed help. And I didn't I didn't tell them everything, but I wasn't prepared to go into all of it yet. I told them about our last encounter and how she'd hidden in the bathroom, peeking at me from inside the closet. And they were obviously shocked, but thankfully believed me. So, they kept saying, you know, maybe she's just playing a prank for YouTube or something. Um, they don't think that it, they said that they shouldn't involve police, but we should go over and speak to her together. So Chris and Gary moved, drove over in the morning just after breakfast. <laughs> Gary, you call him yeah. Gary now. Well, that's his name. That's his name now. <laughs> <laughs> there was no way I was going at night, so morning it was. When we pulled away from the, the driveway, my stomach began to do somersaults. I, her car wasn't there, but I still hadn't let my guard down. The front door was ajar. For a split second, I thought I'd see her eyes staring through the gap. I was shaking and starting to sweat. Chris, however, was fine. Total tash. Total <laughs> <laughs> tash. Uh... Sounds great. <laughs> he waited for me to open the door, his hands in his pockets. Like he was going on a fucking stroll through the park. I envied his ignorance. I pushed the door open and was immediately hit with the stink of rot. Chris smelled it too as he walked up behind me. And he was like, oh, what do you guys use to clean the floor? Shit. <laughs> Chris <laughs> mumbles. Yeah. Oh, she's going to be on the fucking ceiling or something, isn't she? Like all naked and... And scuttly. <laughs> like, yeah, in a corner, like, just hissing at them or something. No, yeah. do you know what I reckon the plot twist is? I reckon he killed her months ago. Oh. And that's what the smell is. Oh. Right. Plot right. twist. So, shut up, I said. My eyes darted around for any signs of Lynn. The house was deadly quiet and dark, despite being ten in the morning. All the curtains were shut. Everything was shut, all shut up tight, refusing to let any sunlight in. If I hadn't left just two days prior, I'd have thought that the house had been abandoned. We we moved through each room, carefully checking any place that she might hide. What the fuck are you looking under the sofa for? Chris asked. And he says, are you looking for your wife? And he's looking at me like I was a complete moron. Let's just go upstairs. He shook his head but followed me up the stairs anyway, to check on the bathroom and the spare bedroom. I noticed that one of Lynn's and my wedding portraits that had, had come off the wall, whether I'd knocked it off on my rush by, I don't know. She looked so beautiful in her white gown. I looked at Lynn's beautiful face. I never dreamed her face would be the source of terror for me. We climbed the rest of the steps and checked in the spare bedroom. It looked completely untouched. So I went to the bathroom and it looked the same as when I'd left it. And he said, oh, I don't think she's here, Ben. Why don't you pack some clothes and we'll try and come back tomorrow. Oh, he's called Ben. He's not called Gary. He's called Ben. <laughs> I nodded and went to our bedroom and shoved some clothes into a duffel bag. When I checked inside our closet, I came across the source of the smell and gagged. 
Chris took one look and lost all the colour in his face. I gazed down in shock and what lay inside my bedroom closet, soaking into the rug, were at least a dozen eyeballs. Ugh. Yeah. All carefully laid out in pairs. Some were large and then some were quite small. What kind of eyeballs? Like human eyeballs? The thing, animal eyeballs, because they're all different sizes. I stared down at the eyes that she collected from small animals and I wondered how she'd gotten them and shuddered at the thought. Who the fuck lines eyeballs up in their closet like that? Chris mumbled. <laughs> I tried to tell you then that she needed help, I said. She doesn't need help, Ben. She needs a fucking exorcist. Are you yes. coming or what? Let's get out of here. And uh, so he was like, yeah, let's go. Are you coming or what? I can't stand the smell any. And his words died in his throat and his eyes grew wide with fear. I didn't ask him why, because I could feel it. Someone was watching us. I didn't think it was the eyes in the closet. I turned round, my eyes scanning the bedroom. Christ, I whispered. I finally saw what we'd missed under the bed, curled on her side, watching us with the excitement of a kid on Christmas morning, was my wife. She held her hands together just under her chin, and they were shaking eagerly. Now that she knew that she'd been found, I could hear the quiet noises she was making, a sort of hiccuping sound in her throat, as if the excitement was too much for her. It was unnerving to say the least, eyes wide and that same huge smile. Everything inside me told me to run, but I forced it away. This was my wife, no matter how twisted. She was still a woman that I was married to and I needed to help her. Lynn, I said softly, she didn't respond but she moved her head as if she was nodding. Baby, I just want to help you, okay? Can you can you at least let me do that? I had taken a single step forward, approaching her like she was some sort of dangerous animal. I love you, Lynn, I said softly, staking another step closer. She let a tiny moan escape her wide open mouth. I resisted the urge to run. Her shoulders were starting to quiver and her eyes grew larger and larger. I crouched down so I could see her better, and immediately saw blood. Her hands were covered in it. They trembled more the closer I got, and she was barely able to contain herself. Lynn, are you hurt? You're bleeding. She bobbed her head again, her bloody fingers moving up and down, as if playing with an invisible piano. Oh, God. They occasionally grazed her chin, leaving smears of blood. I wanted to recoil in disgust. The smell was coming off her was revolting. I could feel the vomit climbing up my throat. Her lips were dry and stretched thin, blood seeping between the cracks. I knew she wouldn't come out on her own, but I didn't want to leave her in the state that she was in. So he went to touch her because she was bleeding, and he, he held his arm out, and a sharp pain shot through his arm. He fell back on his bum. And his arm burned, and he looked, and his blood dripping all down his arm. Then I looked back and saw that Liz was holding a piece of glass. Chris came in and said, are you all right? And he turned his head slightly and nodded to him and took in his arm into his chest. And uh, when I turned back to face Lynn, I saw that her focus had shifted. She wasn't looking at me anymore, and she wasn't smiling anymore either. She was staring past me, her eyes glaring at Chris the way a hungry lion would stare at its prey. Chris, run. Her mouth was still hanging open, but it was twisted into a snarl. I got to my feet and began walking backwards down the hall, afraid to take my eyes off her. 
Are you bleeding? Chris says. The moment the words left his mouth, Lynn started shooting from underneath the bed and running in our direction. The glass shard still in her fist. Chris, run, go. Right, and they both stormed down the stairs. By this time, she crawled out from under the bed and she was just covered in blood everywhere. Chris was freaking out, running downstairs. She was swinging the glass just and bobbing her head, just like being completely horror show. And Ben was saying, you know, I just want to help. Let me, let me help you. She was just having none of it, going absolutely mental. She, as he turned to open the front door to run out, she slashed him on the back as well. They both managed to get to their cars. Chris started calling the police. They went to ER and got, he had 11 stitches in his arm and three on his back. The police asked what happened and all the questions. They did a search of the house, but she wasn't there. They advised me to stay with a friend or relative for a while and file a restraining order as soon as I could. But I knew none of those things would probably help my situation somehow. I just knew. I dropped Chris off at home and I went to a motel an hour away. I wanted to put as much distance between me and Lynn as possible. This is where I've been for the past four hours. I thought maybe the police would find her, maybe they'd get her the help that she so desperately needs. But now, I don't think so, because 40 minutes ago I got a text from an unknown number. Just three words, I found you. There's a picture attached. The picture was dark and grainy, but I knew what it was. It was my wife's eye. I started typing this out immediately after, and I don't know what to do. I feel alone and scared, but I can't help feeling that I'm being watched. And that's it. That's how it ends. I don't believe the story, I'm sorry. No, it's the ending that makes it unbelievable to me. No. No, I think it's like a creepy pasta, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's still good. I really enjoyed it. It was really good. I was fucking I'm, that's horrific. Whoever wrote that's very, very clever. Mm. By the time I got through through it and I've got I've got quite a few short stories. I know that was really long, so I do apologise for how long that was. But um, a lot of the ones that I could that I found were really really short, so I was either gonna do a few short ones or that one, and I thought, well, it is so freaky, and I knew that it'd get you, Emma. I knew that Tash probably would find it funny, but I knew it'd get you, Emma. <laughs> oh, it got it got me good. Well, it's everything that frightens me the the movement, the peeking, the facial expressions, everything is just uh no, big no. That was fucking terrifying. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm going to sleep well tonight. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. No, it was great. It was grand. Good episode. <laughs> Good episode. Should we wrap it up? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, thanks for listening, I think. Yeah. I hope you guys are okay. <laughs> <laughs> Stay safe. Don't kill people. And don't peek at people. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.